Welcome to the KLE Podcast with your host, Sean Smith. Encouraging and equipping leaders with a kingdom mindset to inspire, to influence, and to impact your culture where you are every single day. And now for today's episode. Okay. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot that it was on speaker about blew my eardrum out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's right. It's not your fault. I, I'm the one that did it. <laughs> well, at least I can hear you now. Yeah, it makes it a lot easier. It does, eh? And I can look at this little tiny thumbprint of a picture of you and pretend like I'm talking at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at well, you don't even have a picture. I, I got a little mannequin looking <laughs> dot thing, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I can't even see your face and imagine that I'm talking to you anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, all right, there we go. The challenges, yes. <clears throat> We are challenged. Of course, we're recording already, hey? Yes. <laughs> All right. So, here we are. Welcome to the KLE podcast. Sorry for no uh, video today, but um, we're having, I don't know, it's bad weather or something, but uh, internet technological, technical um, challenges. It seems like a weekly thing. I don't know. Maybe the devil just doesn't want us to do this or something let's <laughs> uh, let's blame somebody else for a change that's right blame anybody blame somebody else but other than that um we are here and alive and well and um okay so you just can't see our faces but you've got our voices so here we go so steve do we go back to what we were talking about yesterday or, or where do we go today I don't know. I I went golfing the other day and and um, found out that you know I've got a pretty good handicap. I I was kind of excited about that. Right. Fact, they gave me my own parking spot. Uh huh. Handicap parking. So. <laughs> handicap parking. Oh no. Uh, no. <laughs> terrible. terrible. That was terrible. Yeah, I know. Too early in the morning for those ones, man. Yeah. Well, something that I know we started off in doing, but we didn't quite get to it, is there's a we we were always lamenting the fact that there's no pattern to form uh, to really follow as far as how to build the kingdom. I mean, even though Christ uh, Christ went about doing it, and we're supposed to model after how Christ did it. Um, in the Gospels, it it only mentions the word church once, but disciples mention like, what is it, almost 300 times? Yeah, yeah. And so you have a pretty good pattern of the way Christ really believed it was supposed to work. Because uh, discipleship isn't a program, it isn't a, as we've talked about before, it's not really a, a lessons, a, a group of lessons or a um you know something you sit for six weeks and now all of a sudden you're discipled um discipleship is a relationship that's right and it's not a relationship between 
necessarily you and that other person because um, it says for us to make disciples. It didn't say for us to disciple somebody. Yeah. So you're you're helping to create disciples of Christ or helping them find their way to be a disciple of Jesus Christ as opposed to as opposed to just um, trying to sit there and learn more. If you sit there and learn all that I know, all you know is all I know. Does yeah. that make sense? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if I impart to you the spirit of Christ, you'll have a double portion of whatever I have in the spirit, just because that's the way the Lord works. He, he always works in, in multiples. Uh, so, uh, if I can impart to you the spirit of Christ in anything and in anything that I have or anything that I know, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be multiplied in you because a, a man does not go above his teacher. But if I allow the Holy spirit to be your teacher and just cooperate with him, then man, the sky's the limit for you. Yeah. Exactly. You know? I think that's, that's where, where it becomes important in the relationship. Um, did I mention this to you um, when we were talking the other day that, um, or was it somebody else? I can't remember. But um, religion, the focus and the and the and the priority is individualism. Right, right. Yeah, you did say something about that. Did I? Did I say that? Yeah. So. Well, well, we just glanced over it. I mean, we didn't really talk, talk about to, it too much. Yeah. So, so because religion develops this whole your individual rights, your individual point of view, your individual. Um, ideas your your individualism your individual uh you know who you are in christ yeah Yeah. just just your your individual focus but but when it comes to kingdom kingdom is always focused on the community right and and so there's there's this impartation it's the priority it doesn't mean the individuals are not important i mean you know jesus focused not focused, but he also uh, included always the individual. He always <clears throat> dealt with people as individuals, but the whole, the whole um, focus and priority, as we find in the book of Acts, and with him working with the disciples, is is a, a concept of community, a relational community. Yeah, God sets the members in the body as it has pleased Him, not individuals, but members. Right. So right. the, the, the concept of, of being a member of the body immediately implies that you are, have to be connected to something else. Right. Functional part of something. Yes, you have to be. And I think when you're talking about, about um, the discipleship, is that, that is, it comes down to that, that relationship, but within the context of a bigger picture. And and that um, is not just like I'm sitting with you, and and I think that's what we've done is we kind of reduced that whole relational, that whole um, aspect of of discipleship to a manual kind of situation, right? To some right. program rather than exactly what you're saying is that as the Spirit of God leads, you know now. In, in that relationship, we begin to develop um, and we grow and we impart 
a a a kingdom worldview. That's really what it is. Right. Right. Because Paul did that with Timothy, with Titus. Well, with anybody he came in contact with it. Right. That's what he did was he right. he operated in that type of a, a relational situation uh, to where uh, he, he even took care of their needs. <laughs> um he didn't he didn't come ask them to come along and join his ministry and support it. He actually said, I work with my own hands, so I have for myself and those who are with me. Yeah. So his whole idea was, hey, if you're going along with me, I'm gonna make sure that things are taken care of. Yes. Exactly. Which is a very foreign, very oh. foreign thing to us. Yeah. In the Western in the Western mindset as Democratic-minded people, which is more of the focus of individual, yeah, we 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 don't understand that. <clears throat> Sorry, I was taking a drink. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit too early in the morning for a drink, but that's all right. <laughs> coffee drink, as long as it's coffee or tea, it's okay. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but as I was thinking about that whole that whole situation, as far as for some reason, we still revert back in our minds to I'm over you. I've got to teach you something. I've got to I've got to give you something. I've got to um, I've got to build up whatever it is. It's we still have a positional way of thinking about things. And I don't know why why it's so easy for us to go back to that way of thinking all the time. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I don't know. Well, you know, I think it comes down to what our conversation we tried to start yesterday. Well, you and I were talking, but we weren't we weren't winning as far as recording. <laughs> um, it, it comes back down to that separation of clergy laity mentality. Right, right. That's true. That's true. It does. I'm the spiritual one with all the knowledge, and you are the um, you're the ignorant common person. And we don't say it like that. We probably don't even think consciously like that. But that's the unconscious kind of mentality that begins to happen, you know? Right. Right. Yeah, because for some reason, um, I like the idea of somebody else seeing me as more spiritual. Yes. Uh, I, I mean, we like the titles. We like the accolades. We like the idea of somebody looking up to us. We we have a tendency to like that. And uh, whereas, you know, let each esteem the other more, you know, let not a person esteem themselves more highly than them, they ought, but yeah. esteem each other more highly than ourselves. Uh, you know, the Philippians two, three thing yeah. for whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but to, to realize that this person here, um, and that's what we were talking about yesterday is the, is the, is the uh, royalty, if we would really realize that this person we're talking to is a son of God <laughs> or daughter of God, if we would realize that this is a king of kings, this is a lord of lords, this is somebody who is being nurtured up to take over or to promote the kingdom of heaven. If we just looked at each person that way and handled them accordingly, we would have a whole different perspective on how we entreat somebody, how we come alongside them, how we help them, how we nurture them, how we 
how we do whatever it is we're going to do in their life because we're watching what the Holy Spirit's already doing and we're cooperating with that because he's he is equipping them to continue the work that Jesus Christ begun is until he returns right right and that's a di- that's not a difficult job it's just it's difficult cuz we we keep reverting back in our it's that thing you keep saying all the time is a is a mindset change you know we got to have a paradigm shift we got to have we got to shift something in our brain to begin to think differently we got to think kingdom we got to think kingdom as opposed to thinking the way we've been brought up or the way we've been taught yeah. uh, or the way we've always done it exactly. um, because whenever i touch you i i remember uh, quite a while ago, quite a few years ago now, uh, when I was sitting on a, a beach and the Lord just said, whenever you are touching that that group or that people or that person, you're touching my bride. Yeah. Uh, so why are you trying to get her to like you? <laughs> yes. Why are you trying to impress her? Uh, why, what, what is your motive with my bride? And it really got to me. I, I thought, man, this this is a seduction is what it is. Yeah. We're, we're trying to seduce this person to to like us or to think like us or to come alongside us or whatever. I mean, it's just it. And it's a it's a sick, perverted. No wonder there's so much of that going on physically, because that which is first is natural after that, which is spiritual. But you see that. You see it going on in the body, in the body of Christ, even so much, so much adultery, so much fornication, so much all sorts of uh, sexual sin. And yet we kind of throw it under the rug because we think, oh, well, that's just human nature. No, uh, it's not our nature. (laughs) That's not who we are. That's right. Yeah, exactly right. But that, you know, that's that. That um, I, I can't remember when I mentioned it. I know I did a post on it in in the Facebook group this week. Um, but we, we Paul has this mindset, and his his mindset is the uh, Pharisaical way is the only way. And because he has this, and he would, I mean, he was so focused, so passionate, so intense about that mindset. That in fact destroyed families. He went from oh, house yeah, to I remember house, that. Yeah, arresting people, throwing them in jail. He says dragging them off in 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 chains to prison, and he had he had these letters like nearly summonses from from the 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 high priesthood of the Sanhedrin to go and arrest them. And uh, I mean, you know, to the point of in some cases uh, organizing the death, like Stephen. And, right. um, and various, you know, various assaults, persecutions. I mean, it, it's diabolical. It, it was so bad that people actually feared him, you know. So, yeah. And believing uh, it was the work of God. He believed it was the work of God. Exactly. He was so set on the fact that in, in his mindset was so focused that he was right and everybody else was wrong. He was right that he would, in fact, exact persecution on people to see them you know to to if they violated what he thought was right until of course until he runs into jesus and now suddenly 
Right. He has this, you know, incredible paradigm shift in a moment um, that that changes him from Saul to Paul. <laughs> you know, he has a name change, as you aptly dis- um, shared before, um, like with um, with uh, Jacob, um, is that he has this total mind shift, a total character change. Nearly a personality change in a sense, because he just his whole mindset, his whole attitude, his whole behavior, and of course his message begins to change and how he approaches things. So now he becomes he becomes a, a, a hassle because now he agitates all the jolly Jewish <laughs> religious religious spirits in the whole Jerusalem area. He begins to agitate everything. So persecution arose even more. They had to like whip him out of the city. Uh, to to bring peace a little bit because he he was now causing such a stir, uh, and you can see it because he's obviously his personality is one of tremendous passion and conviction about what he what he believes in. But yeah, and the funny thing is too, you see him still in that religious mindset because he's arguing daily in the temple. Yes, yes. Afterwards, I mean, yeah. even after the change, right. And until he goes and spends the however many years in the wilderness he went and uh, comes back and he's in a totally different, totally different relationship or representational relationship with God. Yes. Um, that's, that's the thing that impresses me. I think it's Michael, uh, the archangel, he's speaking in a, uh, in a scripture in the new Testament somewhere between the introduction, and the maps, <laughs> he, he, he says, I am Michael who stands in the presence of the most high God. I've been sent, but I stand in the presence of the most high God. The word, the word there in the Greek literally means I stand so close to him that when I leave, I bring his presence with me. Wow. And so when you, when you think about that, as far as that type of relationship, now I'm not like Paul says, I don't come to you with enticing words of men's wisdom anymore. Yes. I'm not trying to convince you, in other words, of anything, but but in demonstration of the spirit and power. Let me show you who I come from. Let me show you the kingdom from which I am sent. Yes. Let me let me demonstrate this to you. Uh, because I'm not gonna if somebody can argue into it they can argue you right back out of it again. Well, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, there's a saying that goes, um, uh, a man convinced um, against, against his will, will is of the same opinion still. <laughs> yes. And and that's really the bottom line, is we can give people knowledge, um, but it, it all, it, you know, um, again, is you know, it's like power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. Right. And kind of whatever you add to an insecurity just strengthens the insecurity or right. strengthens the arrogance or strengthens the weakness, you know. So is when we add the wrong ingredient without the change, and that's why Jesus said, if you put, if you put, um, a new wine into an old wine skin, the old wine skin will tear and you will lose everything. Or if you put a, a new patch on an old garment, um, it'll tear. So right. is we, we, we've got to have that 
transformation on the inside that changes everything, you know? Yeah. I, I wonder, well, I know Christ knows that because <laughs> I, I, I got a call one time from this, uh, a friend of mine that was about, uh, lived about, I don't know, two, three hours away. Anyway, he says, I have this lady here with me that, that would like to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. And I said, oh, okay, that's fine. He said, do you mind if I bring her over? I thought, well, that's, that's great. You know, it's, you know, it's your, it's your, it's your gas. It's your money. Go ahead. Yeah. So they show up, you know, a couple hours later and she comes downstairs. And first thing she says is, I just need the power. I need the power of the Holy Spirit. And it kind of bothered me a little bit. I'm thinking, well, you know, I understand people need the power of the Holy Spirit. And, um, that's all she kept saying was, I need the power. I need the power. And so I started to lay hands on her. And then I said, I'm sorry, I can't do that. Um, something else is behind this. Yeah. And all of a sudden, she started screaming at the top of her lungs and fell over backwards and laid there just screaming. Well, the guy that was with and the guy that was with her ran up the stairs and uh i could hear all the whole family because they were upstairs above me everybody ran to the back of the house (laughs) i was left down there with this lady screaming i'm going oh great (laughs) (laughs) so anyway i just you know i told the thing to shut up in the name of jesus and come out and um anyway she stopped immediately and uh then basically open up her eyes and she says wow that was strange i said yeah just out of curiosity i said have you ever been involved in witchcraft and she said well yeah my mom and my sister are and you know stuff like that and and i said so when you say you want the power of the holy spirit (laughs) um i think we really need to get rid of some other things first (laughs) before before we um just give you the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because all she was looking for was power. You yeah. know, she wasn't, there was something that wasn't quite right in there. Like you said, it compounds. You know, if I keep, if I keep building on something that's already wrong, <laughs> you're going to end up with this huge building based on something that's completely off. Well, that's it. And, and that's, you know, that's where, it, you, because ultimately you filter everything through your paradigm. Right. So, you know, I, I was sitting with somebody the other day and, I, you know, they were going, well, you know, this is what I believe. And I said, that's fine. You know, I, I, because the one thing I understand, Steve, is I cannot change somebody's paradigm just like, oh, you, know, no. you know, only God can do that. You know, I. Right. If, if somebody's willing to to not submit but if somebody's willing to to challenge their own thinking you know their own paradigm then you know then we can work with it but at, you know it's just if somebody has their because you understand a paradigm comes from a belief system a belief right. system is something that you choose to believe that you've put you've decided through your experiences and through your relationships, whatever, or through your indoctrination, you know, however you've got it, but you've chosen to believe something like Paul, Paul chose 
because he was a Hebrew of Hebrews and Israelite of Israelites. He was a Pharisee. A Pharisee, of Pharisees. The, sorry, Pharisee of Pharisees. Yes, I mean he was to the hilt, man. This guy, you know, he says I was, you know, untouchable in fulfilling the law, nearly. Right. And and so you can understand this guy through his now journey. He's absolutely embedded with that uh, paradigm. His whole behavior, his whole attitude, his whole mindset. So everything he filtered. So when they come now with a resurrected Christ and a, another ki a king that's brought another kingdom to the earth, he's going, who do you think you are? This is against everything we stand for. You know, right. they kill these guys, you know, just or right. get yeah. rid of them. We stand for God. We stand for we stand for Yahweh that's been from the creator of all things. That's, uh, you know, I mean, this is, this is the one true God. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. you're, you're telling me there's somebody else that's been sent or somebody else who's now a king. And yeah. that isn't what we're looking for. Yeah. And it, it, you know, th this Messiah concept that you're trying to, to bring to us message that you're trying to bring to us. No, no, it doesn't fit how we want it. Right. Right. How we how we believe it should be. That's really what it was. And so their their paradigm, they filter everything through that, through that. And that's what I said to this guy. I said, you know, it's okay. You know, what what you need. I understand where your paradigm because I'm I'm giving room to him uh, to to not feel threatened or imposed on. Um, but but I know that he's going to be a paradigm shift, you know. And I said, so he says, well, are you going to draw the line in the sand as far as I'm concerned, uh, you know, for me? And I said, no, as long as you don't draw the line in the sand for me, you know. Right, right. So it's just like then, and and you can see Jesus coming to to Zacchaeus's house, and uh, Jesus going to the various people's, uh, you know, in in their various. Um, interactions uh he understood that was and that's where he influenced them and so we come back to that the whole discipleship process discipleship is in fact the shifting of a paradigm that's what right. it is right uh, yeah sorry no no that's fine i cleared my throat as all. i i was just looking at at a, at a scripture that from matthew 23 has been like an amazing change of paradigm for me but um I, I was looking at this and he, he jesus said this he said uh, verse 25 of 23 says woe to you self-righteous scribes and pharisees hypocrites for you clean the outside of the cup and of the plate but inside they are full of extortion and robbery and self-indulgent unrestrained greed hmm. you spiritually blind pharisee first clean the inside of the cup and of the plate, examine and change your inner self to conform to God's precepts so that the outside, your public life and deeds may be clean also. And that's exactly what Jesus was talking about there, is that they they were, uh, it's it's not just, okay, you know, I'm saved. How many, we, we've seen over the, I've seen over the years, 40 years, I've seen people who declare themselves to be born again, saved you know members of the church and and uh, and yet they their 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 life does not promote the kingdom of god you know right. a, uh, in, in, in a, anything from from the janitor to the to the to the guy in the pulpit i mean it's all, all we've seen it all and that's you know people look at this and they go that's exactly 
why the world looks at us and goes, we're not interested in, right. in this, you know. So um, th there has to be that transformation. And transformation does not come from information. That's the thing that we get, where we get yeah. it wrong. Nor inflammation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or incarceration. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm not... Uh, the one thing that I've that I've just noticed a lot of people do because they get they get so religious and so stuck on something that now all of a sudden everybody around them has to conform um, to whatever it is that their ideology is. So, in other words, <clears throat> the scenario that I run across most is well, I I'm so I'm so strong in the Lord that. You know, I just I get around the workplace and stuff like that and people start cussing. I tell them, well, don't do that around me. Don't hmm. you dare take the name of the Lord in vain around me. You know, right. don't talk like that around me. Well, Paul even talks to him. He says, hey, if you're going to if you're going to do if you're going to not eat with the with these people that are sinning, he says, you can't eat with anybody then, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, you're going to get to the place where you can't. You can't fellowship anybody. Yeah, uh, who's going to influence them then? Right, right. And the thing is, is if that person is speaking that way, uh, it doesn't. It shouldn't be to the place where it offends you because it's not going to sway you from who you are. Ah, uh -huh. yeah. And that that's that's the thing. It it takes courage and consideration. Right, maturity. Maturity is courage and consideration. Yeah, if I love you, I'm not going to sit there and slap you because you're you're saying some thing that I think is a cuss word. Exactly. Why would I do that to you if I really loved you? I would show you just by not not trying to show you something, but just that relational, just that love and the walking with you through life and say and just just people should want should taste and see that the lord is good they yes. should come around you and and pop open that jar of preserves and smell that and go wow that's what i want right there exactly i don't have to tell you that you're doing wrong people know they're doing wrong yeah yeah they don't that's need somebody else to condemn them and that's where that comes in is that that letter of the law it just it just condemns, it destroys, it it uh, kills. Rejects. <laughs> yeah, rejects. Yeah. And it brings everybody else under law and condemnation and everything else. And, and our objective is never to do that. It's to make disciples, which is, and it's not to disciple, not to get them to follow me. It's to point them to Christ, but you, you don't do that by slamming them in the head. There was a guy, <laughs> there was a guy, uh, oh, what was his name? Well, it doesn't matter what his name was. Anyway, um, he was a, a, a killer is what he was. He, 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 he hijacked planes. He would, um, um, for ransom, he would kill people, uh, just on the street. Uh, he was an enforcer for different groups and stuff like that. Um, anyway, he, he went to prison. And he vowed that he was going to kill the uh, judge when he got out. And, um, of course, he was put away for a long time. 
But in prison, he got born again. Yes. Well, when he got out, he would start walking the streets and he'd say, do you know Jesus? And they'd say, no. He says, I'm going to tell you about him. They'd say, no, thank you. He would he would grab them by the shirt and say, do you want to know Jesus? And they would say no. And he'd smack them in the face and knock them out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then he'd pick them up and say, now do you want to hear Jesus? No. Whack. He'd hit them again. <laughs> and so uh, this person saw him doing that and, and took him aside and said, hey, you know, there's probably a little bit better way to do that. And um, uh, actually led him into the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Well, it changed his life. I mean, it changed it changed him around completely. And uh, he actually he had never learned how to read or write. He learned how to read and write just by the Lord somehow opened up his eyes. He learned to read the Bible. Um, but he became uh, quite a evangelist because he at the time in the early 70s or late 70s and early 80s, he used to go around to different churches and stuff like that and different groups and and high schools and stuff and just talk about. Uh, he, he actually had quite an entrance to be able to talk about Christ. Yeah. And I thought, you know, what a difference that that makes because before he's trying to convince everybody like Paul, you know, arguing daily in the temple, it wasn't doing a lick of good to yeah. anybody yeah. or to demand that everybody now, you know, yeah, I was killing you. Yeah. I was taking you captive, but now I'm telling you that ain't the way to do it. Now you got to do it this way. And, you know, just the attitude, that that posture, that religious, that religious overtone that everybody, everybody hates. Yes. No they, wonder you're rejected on the work site. No wonder you're rejected by people everywhere you go. No wonder that they don't like you. And you think it's because the scripture says, you know, that Christ says, well, they're going to hate you because they hated me. Well, <laughs> woe is me. Now I'm hated yeah. by everybody. Yeah. No, that isn't the reason. It's because you you're so religious that you're putting everybody off by that spirit that just exactly. does not taste right. Exactly. Exactly right. I'm not talking about you, by the way. No, no, I know. Because <laughs> I'm definitely not like that. I I once was, but I'm not like that anymore. Way, way not. And that's the thing is until we have, and that's what I'm saying is you, you know, Paul was now this Pharisee. He was religious, right? He was so set on his, on his religious paradigm that he was willing to impose it on people that you have to have it. If you don't have it, I'm going to arrest you or whatever punitive measures we take after that. Right. And, uh, you know, discipleship to me, because it is such a paradigm shift. And I, when, I, when I looked at the life of Christ, when Jesus was on the earth, you know, he, things like when he met with, with, um, with uh, Matthew, and he goes and he has a, an all-day kind of party with Matthew and all his, all his other scam artists that he used to work with. Right. And and they loved the, of course the religious are going how can he spend time in their home? Right. Uh, it's just like this is wrong because and that's if we look at the spirit of that that's exactly what we see today is like or not I mean today but all the time you know it's like whether you're going back to the middle ages or or the same spirit is still today 
is that divide you know we are the ones we are more spiritual they are bad you know and right however we state it however we live it we we even do that to each other we don't i don't agree with you therefore i have nothing to do with you right. you are great to, to me i will do what it, it takes to eliminate you i will make myself the only the best way to make myself look anointed strong um, more spiritual, uh, wiser is to make you look weaker, more stupid, less spiritual than me. That's really right. this way. If 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 my if my great spirituality or my great maturity can't stand out for <laughs> what it is, I have to make everybody else look bad so that I look good. Right. That, that's it. You know. Yeah, I have a brother that sent me a, um, a quite a little discourse on a on a piece of paper. And I said, uh, I just responded back. And I said, brother, that's the most arrogant and most confusing thing I've ever read in my life. You just kind of go around and around in circles and you don't really say anything. And, and every bit of it's about you. Yes. And he said, well, I tell you what, it's spiritually discerned. You have to be in the spirit to really get what I'm talking about. And apparently you don't have the spirit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just revealing more arrogance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't have that spirit. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't need to interpret that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, and that you see, and that's where we come down to is that what I was saying is is transformation doesn't come by information. Information puffs up, makes you arrogant. Arrogance right. is the voice of pride. Arrogance is the voice of weakness revealing itself or insecurities. Right. So, um, you know, you've got to def put up a defense sh shield. But transformation comes from impartation of revelation. Right. So, so does a person need more teaching or more information? Or do no. they need the spirit of Christ revealed in them? Exactly. That's exactly what it is. And, and when that begins to happen, that's why discipleship to me, it does not start with membership in a church or coming to a meeting or even being born again. Discipleship starts way before that. Way before that. You start sowing the seeds of, of the process of discipleship. Where a person begins to gain a new worldview. Which is called kingdom of God worldview. Or, or as Jesus talks about the precepts. He says, um, he said, you, you uh, where does he go? He said, um, I'm just trying to look for it now. Uh, <laughs> Come on, get it right. <laughs> get it right. Yeah, he says you first. You, you must first clean the inside of the cup and of the plate. Oh yeah. Change your inner self to conform to God's precepts. Those are the the, the precepts are what the the principles that govern the kingdom of God. So that the outside your so that the outside your public life and deeds may be clean also, or maybe reveal what's on the inside. But right. he does say, "Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you are like whitewashed tombs, who look beautiful on the outside, but inside you're full of dead men's bones and everything unclean. So you also outward, outwardly seem to be just." Upright to men, but inwardly you're full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Now we understand, but uh, 
you know, we go, well, I'm born again, so my inside is clean. But he wasn't just talking about the spirit man. He's talking about the soul. He's talking about right. the, the renewed mind in this case is that you have to. And that's why Paul, you know, he talks about in Ephesians. He talks about a number of times, of course, but in Ephesians chapter 4 and Romans chapter 12, he talks about being renewed in the mind that you may experience the transformation. And we've, we, we still got to, religion conforms, religion demands conformance, religion will impose conformance, but the kingdom of God brings transformation. Right. The funny thing is in that whole discourse that he's doing there in chapter 23, <laughs> it's almost like he progressively gets a little bit stronger because they're not paying attention or they're not hearing. Yes. Finally, finally, he ends up there, verse 33, he says, well, you serpents, you generation of vipers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How are you going to escape the damnation of hell? And yeah. I'm going, he didn't talk. He didn't talk this way to the world or the worldly. He mm -hmm. talked to that that way to the ones who were the religious leaders of the day. Yes. That were trying to get people to conform into their likeness and image or to conform into this religion thing. Yes, exactly. And uh, it wasn't a life. It wasn't. It was something that was to impose burdens on them. In fact, it says, you know, you can't even carry the burdens that you're imposing on these people. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah and, that, and that's that's the thing is, you know, I, I just can't. It blows me away is that how we've tried to. And no wonder we've lost generations, you know, is because we. And now we're hoping that something comes in and does it all differently. You know, somebody comes in more spiritual than anybody else. And I was looking the other day, funny enough, there, there's a, there's, there was a, a church in, in the States in, in a certain, in a certain um, state, big. It seated 10,000 people. They built this place. And they, they even had like a, a six-week revival. I mean, things that was happening for six weeks. But you know what? Now the the building was sold to, wow. you know, somebody. There's nobody there, nobody in the building. The guys are gone. Nothing is happening. It's all dead and gone. 10,000 seat auditorium being used for who knows what else now. And, you know, nothing Nothing can save your religion. Nothing, you know, because it's just, I'm not saying, I, I don't know. I don't know what the history is, but I'm just going, is they had all the revival. They had somebody come in that was like, you know, a, doing great things and could, could move with the spirit of God and everything was happening and the place was full for six weeks. Right. And yet it couldn't save the building or the 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 whatever was going on there, you know, it couldn't save it. So when I looked at that, I thought that's exactly what it's about. We, we're trying strategies that Jesus never gave. We're trying to do it the way the, the, the Pharisees did it. The scribes did it. And we, we trying to, we trying to do it. The, not the strategy of Jesus in the church. And, and yet, we, we lament our lack of results. We lament that we haven't got the, a new generation. We haven't got the relationships that people don't, you know, is uh, whatever people complain about. It but because we have a relationship more of in what 
we have a relationship more with what we believe than who we believe in. Ah, exactly. So it's not like Michael who says, I've stand so close to him that when I leave, I take his presence with me. Yeah. It's like, let me show you what I know. Yeah. Let, let me give you, uh, let me make sure that you know everything I know. I mean, there's, uh, that, that seems to be, it almost like we've gotten away from the relationship with Christ and gotten away because of that, then every other relationship that we have has faltered. Well, that's it. Uh, in fact, um, uh, Jesse was, uh, Jesse, my son Jesse and I were talking the other day, and, and he was saying, he says, you know, the thing is, th- that's exactly what it is, is people are more caught up in the, in the emotion, more caught up in the, um, in the, the momentum that a leader is, is driving than they right. do in having a, a personal relationship with God and a personal relationship within the context of community of what is priorities as far as the kingdom of God is concerned. Right. So when, when the leader goes or the leader falls you know, into sin or, or the movement has a hiccup, people fall out, people disappear, right. people leave, you know? And, and, uh, and that, that, it's so sad because, you know, it's like, so what are you, what are you committed to? And he right. was, it is like when, you know, when he was, uh, when they told him he's got cancer and, uh, and they actually thought it was, you know, serious enough that he wasn't going to make it, you know, kind of thing. So they rushed, the, it, everything was an emergency to try and help him. But he said he, he just one night lay in bed and he just gave it all to God. And he said, you know, in that moment, every, it, it says it doesn't, right there, it doesn't matter who's in charge, who's not in charge, what the, what the movement is and who I've got relationship. He said, it, it, at that right. moment, it's all about me and Jesus. You know? And he said, that changes and alters everything. He said, that was where he had a paradigm change right there. Right, right. You, you know, he had that, I mean, he said, the, suddenly the room was just full with the love of God and he was just laying in his bed sobbing and God just filled him with his love. And he said, from that moment onwards, he knew he was going to be fine. He just knew it. Right. You know? he d- I mean, I, I saw the transformation because I saw an absolute peace come into his life that even when I was like, my head was struggling with, with what he was going through. You know, he just, he would look at me and go, dad, it's going to be fine. It's good. <laughs> he had such peace, you know, and yeah. when he was facing the surgery, which was a life and death kind of situation, uh, seven hours of surgery before he went in, he sat on the bed and you know, he would, and the anesthetist was in and the surgeon was in and everybody else was coming in to prep him, you know? And so, uh, I was I was struggling, Steve. I sat there. I was just like bawling my eyes out, and I I just I struggled so much, you know. And um, he looks at me, and he just winks at me, like because the, all these guys are around him, you know. Right. And uh, and he just like winks at me. It's like it's going to be okay, Dad. It's going to be fine, you know. And yeah, uh, he just had such peace going, you know, through that whole process because he had had that transformational moment with Jesus, you know, and. Uh, and he, he then that's why you know his message right now is going you know i 
the thing is people don't understand community. They don't understand relationship. They don't know how to, how to walk with you in your journey. And he said, but he says, but they, they more focused on, on like you saying, they, they're more connected emotionally and in their soul in that sense to, to the whole program, the institution, to the movement than they are to, to the kingdom of God, you know, Well, the whole movement, the whole, the whole thing is meant to play to your soul, not to your spirit man anyway. Exactly. Um, I remember uh, working alongside this young man who was, who was supposed to be the minister of music for a, a certain fellowship that, that uh, my wife and I were involved with. And I was playing piano at that time. And uh, he said, okay, I'll tell you what we're going to do. He says, we're going to play this song right here. And then we're going to modulate up, you know, one key. Mm. And then we're going to um, sing it, sing just one verse of that. And then we're going to modulate again. And actually, we're going to modulate one more time so that people are at the very top of their threshold of what they can sing. And it will bring in an excitement. It will bring in that level of, of uh, joy and euphoria. And then we'll take the offering. And right after that, then we're going to play this song and we'll bring them back down again. And then we will sing in the spirit right here. And from there, then we will go into prayer. Oh, my word. Every bit of it was a soulish manipulation. Uh, actually, it's witchcraft is what it was. Yeah, yeah, that is. That is. There's no choreography of the spirit in that, man. Yeah. And uh, I thought you're doing, you you know how music works, people. You know how it plays people you know what it does and so you're going to take them to the top of their threshold musically or or vocally and it's going to generate an excitement you know that's what it does and so you're going to do that you're going to replicate that then week after week yeah try to get the same response yep and um you know i just it really bothered me and um it did (laughs) yeah (laughs) good me but um you know i like a bonehead you know you you just stay in there because you figure that maybe you can change something maybe you can do something different no you're you're part of the problem if you're going to sit in there and continue to work with that and do that it says you know silence is consent if i'm just going to sit there and be silent and not not speak up or not do something different I mean, I'm just going to sit there and just go along with it. I'm going to help you build what you're building. Are you serious? <laughs> I can't do that. Any- I can't do that anymore. That was like, what, 30? That was like 30 some years ago. Oh, my. So, uh, but I just can't. I, I can't. I can't sit there and go along and, and help you build what you're building anymore. I mean, well, you, I can, but I mean, as far as, you know, other, whenever somebody starts into something like that, I just, I can't do it. No, no, absolutely. No, I, I agree. I agree. I, that, that is, it takes a paradigm shift to get there, Steve. And that's the thing is like, you know, is that if you are caught up in that, that religious, churchy mindset uh, right. 
you 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 you're going to interpret everything through that you through your political mindset you you interpret everything through your political mindset it doesn't matter what they say it doesn't matter what they do you you know no argument is good enough because you are right and everybody else is wrong that's right. all yeah like a certain common person that we know you know it was like um it, we are zion and everybody's babylon right okay and then but then we it got down to we sat in a meeting just you know just a handful of us and he goes i'm zion and this is all babylon okay okay now we are way off target you know, <laughs> like, what you're the only guy that's right yeah right <laughs> that's like uh something is wrong with that you know is yeah it, you know how self-righteous can you be you know just uh uh, and, and in fact, the matter is, uh, you know, yeah, anyway. Um, but, but you know, that's the kind of mentality that we have is like everybody else is wrong. I'm right. Now, now the, I, there, is a, there is a level to that, I'm sure. You know, there is a perspective that, that is, is sort of on the right side of that. I think it's right. But it does, if, if you're thinking like, um, like, woe to you self-righteous scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites, <laughs> you know, is that if you, if you are, if you think that this is the thing and I'm going to impose it, I'm going to, I'm going to punish people that's not, you know, in one form, fashion or another, I'm going to punish you if you don't comply or conform, then something's wrong with that whole, you know, that whole spirit and uh, right. you're not making disciples, you yeah, it was like that guy that was telling, I mean, the, the brother I was telling you about that that said that, you know, you, you just not, this has to be spiritually discerned and mm -hmm. uh, you just don't have the spirit. I mean, you're not able to discern this. You know, if you want to come alongside me or come under me, you know, come with me, I, I will show you the way. In fact, the same person says, I've climbed the mountain of God and I have dug out. I have mined all of the revelation that, that, that there is all the gold and the silver right. and I've amassed it all. And I've, I've brought it back down the mountain and I'm sitting here on the mountain and people keep going up the mountain past me to try to get it, but I have it and I'm sitting here and nobody will inquire of me. Okay. And he says, I have, um, that sounds familiar. I, yeah. I have fought with Satan himself and won. Uh, I, I fought with him for a week and a half personally and won and thereby fulfilling what Jesus Christ could not fulfill on the cross. Oh, my word. Now, the tough part is about this is, is that this person has gotten to the place where he won't listen to anybody anymore because yeah. he is right. He is one of the two witnesses. He does hear now from God. He's the only one that hears from God. Nobody else does. Uh, nobody else can, and nobody, you know, can't touch this. Nah, 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 nah. So you get <laughs> the whole idea of uh, now I'm so I'm so far into the spirit that nobody else can touch me. Yeah. Wow. And um, the sadness of that is, is that uh, I know this guy very well. <laughs> I've known him pretty much all my life, and to to watch that. Uh, degradation happen, you know, over a period of time to where now you won't even hear 
counsel brought from the scripture. I mean, now you have to discount scripture. Uh, Now you've got to say, well, that isn't true anymore because, you know, that doesn't apply. It's what, what God says back here in the Torah now only applies. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's just, it's a crazy, crazy thing when we begin to spin and try to control the lives of other people. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, we, you open yourself up to that whole spirit of deception. And it's, it's not just a religious spirit. There's other things that, that come along with that. Yeah. That uh, not only try to deceive you, but everybody around you. Yeah. Wow. And uh, anyway, that's a, sad. That, that's the thing is, you, you know, that that's now religion gone to steeds, seed or, or religion on steroids. <laughs> right. Right. It's like you know that's the, the ultimate deception, self-deception for for the for the ability to control. Uh, you know, it's just like, um, and we, and we see that back in the Middle Ages. I mean, back in way way back, it's like the control that came from the church uh, of people's right. lives and and uh, in fact political situations of throughout the nations. You know, it's just like. Um, they were trying to impose the church structure on people rather than bringing the kingdom of God. They lost their total focus, you know. The shepherding movement tried to do that too, bring that back in in the, what is it, the 70s or 80s? Yeah, yeah, 70s, yeah. Yeah. So there was a, you know, every now and then the, the body of Christ goes through that to where something tries to sneak in. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, whether it be through some sort of a kind of a, I don't know, uh, just a normalized doctrine, but it's, it's spun in such a way that it it, it brings it, it brings you back into captivity. It brings you back under the law. It brings you back yes. under something else, under something else. It brings you back to the place. If you don't agree with this or don't believe this, somehow you don't have the spirit of God. Somehow you're just a common folk and somehow you don't have the revelation that we've got. Yes. Yeah. That's it. That's it. So you're not, yeah. Well, and that's, that's where the whole conquering of the laity. I mean, it went from uh, disciples to, to this hierarchical situation where, you know, we are the ones, we're gifted, we're anointed, we're powerful, we know more than you. You've got to hear from God through us. You can't do anything without a permission. You could definitely, you know, you only preach the gospel if it enhances what we are doing. Otherwise, you're not allowed to do that. Right. On and on and it goes, you know. And so, um, bondage, bondage, bondage. And and it progressed from there and or degressed, however you, you want to describe it. Yeah. Or, or in your small group, you can't do anything other than reiterate what was already said in the message on Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah. And now you've got to take the notes that are that and only discuss that. You cannot yeah. be a functional small group by yourself or in, in and of itself. You can't find that life. Yeah. But you've got to only discuss the points that were done by the message. So, in other words, this is the guy that hears from God. Right now, it's got to be filtered down, and every part of this body has to hear that message and rechew it that week. And I'm going, this is this is the epitome of 
that religious thing that has destroyed the body of Christ year right. after year after year because we we keep doing the same stupid things over and over again. Yeah, exactly. And the thing about it is, you know, you know why they do that is because they don't trust the people. Well, and yeah. You know why they don't trust the people to hear from God is because they haven't discipled them in the right in the right paradigm because they don't have it. So they they don't you know only they can hear from god and they they too afraid that the wrong thing might be preached in wherever you know in the small group or wherever or the wrong word comes or you know that you don't know enough so we've got to help you and all the rest of it but it's because we if we go right back it's the bottom line is we haven't fulfilled the strategy of jesus christ right that's it yeah and, because, and ultimately it comes down to the fact of i do not trust christ well, I, that's what I it reflects on. Christ in you. Yeah. That's what it reflects on, you know. So, um, but yeah, you know, you see, if, if, if discipleship was going on, I mean, then, you know, is that we know the paradigm or the mindset or whatever, you know, the transformation that, that is bringing people to a kingdom mindset is actually being taken from person to person, then, you know, then I don't have to control that because the person is going to be speaking out of that paradigm of Christ as King, the Holy Spirit as the, as the, the, the governor, um, as the comforter, the one that helps. And I can trust that, you know, right. but if you don't, then I want to control it all. Yeah. Uh, and once again, going back to the very thing that we started with, as far as even yesterday, uh, you know, Prince Philip passing away and, yeah. and realizing that that we have such a dichotomy between in, in our minds, even in the even in the simplest of churches of clergy and laity and this elitist elitist group that are the ones that are leading the body of Christ and then the common folk is and um the, but these, the saints, are the royal priesthood. <laughs> exactly. The exactly. saints are kings and priests unto God. And yeah. if we would get our minds wrapped around that, we, as ones who are sent as gifts to the body of Christ, even as an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, as a tool, the tool never gets the glory. It is yeah. the master builder that gets the glory. Right. If I'm just a tool in his hand, what glory am I seeking anyway? My yeah. job is to is to just be used of the master to build whatever it is he's building. So if he's building something in you, you if I truly believe that you are being brought up to be a son of the king, to take his, to 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 represent the king in every aspect in the kingdom, I would treat you totally different than if I thought you were just a servant. Well, exactly. Exactly. And I, I just, you know, that's where it comes down to. Jesus said, um, um, talking in, in chapter 23 and verse 6, he says, They love the place of distinction and honor at feasts and the best seats in the synagogues, those on the platform near the scrolls of the law facing the congregation, and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and public forums and to have people call them rabbi. But do not be called rabbi, teacher, for one is your teacher, and you are all equally brothers. You know, that 
changed my whole mindset. Right. That, just right there, what Jesus said right there is you don't have to call anyone teacher, you know, is that, and that doesn't mean we don't, you know, let's just, it doesn't mean we don't respect people's uh, place that they have in our life to, to uh, bring the word of God and equip us. And of course, equipping is not preaching. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, but let's not go there right now. But you, uh, maybe next time. <laughs> yeah. But you are all equally brothers. You know, that I thought was like, wow. I mean, he's he's talking about the, the guy, the scribes, the Pharisees, the people that were in Moses' chair of authority who's supposed to teach and, and, and all the rest of it. And he says, do not call anyone on earth who guides you spiritually your father. For one is your father, he who is in heaven. And do not let yourselves be called leaders or teachers, for one is your leader, teacher, the Christ. But the greatest among you will be your servant. And whoever exalts himself shall be humbled, and whoever humbles himself shall be raised to honor. Right. And, you know, that was my paradigm shift, just in that little piece right there. Yeah. It affected my life for eight years. It just it took me eight years to work through that. Wow. Uh, yeah, that was... you, you know which one got me? <laughs> it says that Jesus Christ is the chief shepherd and bishop of my soul. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and, and I thought, it, because I was looking up pastor, I was looking up, and um, of course, shepherd is, you know, poimeno, which is the word that's translated pastor. Yeah. So um, if, if Jesus Christ is the chief shepherd or senior pastor, why is it that I loved, like it says here in, in chapter 23, why is it I love the fact that people called me senior pastor? Yeah. Why is it I had that on my business cards? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why, why is it I tell people, they say, well, what, what, you know, who are you? Well, I'm Steve Biza. I'm the senior pastor over at such and such, you know, Humma Humma mm -hmm. Church, you know, the Emmanuel um, Fellowship. Yeah at that time you know why why is that why why did i want to do that what what was my purpose yeah certainly wasn't to glorify christ because that didn't glorify him at all yes in fact i'm usurping i'm saying that i'm the chief shepherd and bishop of your soul of, of the souls of these people here and but, which i i probably perceive myself as being that yes and that's that one that one change me around i i just thought I, because he said that i'm usurping his place yeah and uh i just i mean that one got me you know just like this one got you yeah. uh you know that one and, and like it says you are all brethren you're just your brethren <laughs> you yeah. know and you guys get that <laughs> your brethren nobody's your man don't call anybody your master don't call anybody your teacher don't call anybody father don't call i mean don't don't do that guys yes exactly are you not carnal you know some of you say i'm of paul some of you say i'm of cephas some of you say i'm of john or i'm son of sam or i'm whatever you know some of you say that i'm this i'm that but no and some of you even say i'm of christ just because that makes you seem better. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, even, even 
you're not even to call yourself Christ. You know, it's just, I, I mean, say I'm for, I'm with Christ and you, who are you? That, that, that's the paradigm, you see. It's right. Like, I'm whatever and you are not, you know. So, right. Um, and, and he said, Matt, you, you're carnal. You're just carnal fleshly. You, you're trying to bring division. And that's, I'm telling you, Steve, if we can just get that, man, if we can just get that, we become a, we become a, a colony that really will bring the kingdom of God to the world. If we just get that, it's like, I'm not better than you. You're not better than me. We might not agree on everything, but, you know, we, we are all members of the body. We are all uh, sons in the kingdom. We are all citizens of heaven. And, uh, and we, we're supposed to be, we're supposed to be um, being considerate of each other in that, in that sense. It's just like, yeah, if we only got that. <laughs> yep. So that's it. Where do we go from here? I mean, that's it mainly. I mean, if you're thinking about it, um, you know, what do we do next then? What's our next step? And, and like we've said before, it's to, it's to, it's to just simply have that relationship with Christ and just be who we are with other people. Yeah. Not try to do anything into their life, not try to start anything, not try to just be who you are. Yes, exactly. And bring that life. <laughs> I mean, uh, like Connie tells me, she says, you think too much. Just live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Eh? It's just like, yeah, you, you're thinking too much. You're thinking at this thing, overthinking it. Yeah, that's right. That's, right. Just we live. Things. Yeah, yeah, we do. We overthink things. And we got to get back to, we got to get back to basics, man. Really, we have to. Uh, and they're not basic. We've got to get back to the right paradigm. I mean, that's what we started off with. If we don't get right, we've got to be discipled in the right paradigm. That's what we have to do. You know, we have to seek out the right environment, the right people, the right community. If you, you know, I, I don't know. We've got to find a way that we have that paradigm imparted to us. You know, we have to. Yeah, and well, to to impart to just impart that paradigm to other people. I mean. To- to yes. just be part of their but lives. You, you, we, we need to do that. You know, we, we've, and that I think you know part of that eight-year process was that you and I spoke just every other week. Right. You know, about these things and just talking it through, talking it through, talking it through. We've, we've. I mean, we're still doing it. It's like yeah. how many years later? You know, we, we. It's, it's because well, we thought we were crazy. Well, we yeah. I mean, one. I, I thought I was crazy, you know, so, um, and then, you know, it's like you start talking it through as you and I spoke it through, spoke it through, spoke it through. Suddenly it's like, okay, you know, now it it began to shift my mindset. Right. So being renewed is not a one-off situation, right. you know, it is like, in fact, what happened was, you remember when Paul, I mean, he bumped in, bumps into Jesus, Ananias that came to see him takes him back and introduces him to the other disciples. And, and that's where the process began for him. You know, it's like now the guys, he's spending time listening, learning from them, et cetera. And then of course, you know, Jesus now had other plans for him as well. But, um, 
yeah, we, we've got to get to the place where we actually have that, where we have people, you know, where we can just process things you right. know, with each other. Right. That's true. Well, good. We are time up. So um, thanks, Steve, again for your time. It's great spending time sharing with you. And um, I look forward to the next one, man. Yeah, I'm glad I got to look at your little thumbnail picture the whole time. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you better put one on. Well, you can't put one on because you're not. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I didn't even get to see yours, so it didn't help me much. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's, I, I mean, hey, we used to talk on WhatsApp like this. So well, we that's true. Just hop on and talk and talk and talk. So it's really great doing it. So I appreciate it. Love you lots, man. All right, man. thank you. Yeah, have a super you week. Too. And God bless everybody listening in. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you Friday, Saturday, Sunday, somewhere <laughs> on the weekend. But yeah, yeah, I think I think we should just do this. You know, looks like it just works better. But anyway, we'll see what we can do. Yeah. All right. Until next time, this is uh, Sean and Steve saying have a good